Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and the NFL season's in full swing. Listen, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Listen, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, and you need to get your money together so you can pick your playoff championship team. From the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino because it never closes. So head on over to BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Head over there today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, BetOnline.ag. Get on over there and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them your man Lloyd and the Noisemakers sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. It is a beautiful Monday night. Lloyd Spence, Charlie Ward in the building. We're ready to show you some Believe in the ACC. Charlie, I'm excited because we almost had a 100% prediction. And then, of course, North Carolina and Miami played. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Who picked Miami? How you doing, Charlie? Um, I think I picked Miami. I think you picked Miami. I think Joshua picked Miami. I think it was a trifecta of Miami picks. And it did not go well for us in the end. Uh, we're going to get into that here in just a minute because I'll be honest with you, I did not see that coming. And that is our theme today. I did not see that coming. But the weekend was filled with surprises, Charlie. The weekend was filled with surprises. And so we'll start over in college basketball. I didn't see Notre Dame dominating Kentucky the way that they did in that first half and then holding on to win that game. I saw that. Uh, But Kentucky, uh, Duke, they're kind of in the same boat. Uh, And even North Carolina. I think so. Uh, You know, they struggled with, uh, I think it was North Carolina Central. You know. They did. They did. I I think you're right, man. I think there's something going on in this second in this basketball season with with the NAC team that maybe these teams are not. I don't know if it's because they're not as prepared or or the the protocols are not allowing them. I don't know what it is, but man, they, they don't yeah, look very good. I don't know what it is either. But you know, when it's all said and done, you know, I think they have talent. But the one thing I do know is. Them Seminoles, <laughs> them Seminoles uh, whipped up on them Gators this weekend. How, how does that feel, Charlie? Did that feel pretty good? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I hope the young man uh, yeah. that claps, you know, is doing better, uh, feeling better. Uh, I know that's one of their better players. And um, they were very emotional. And I think I heard Coach Ham. 
you know, tell the refs that, you know, they didn't have to finish the game if they didn't want to. Right. Uh, because White decided he wanted to finish the game. And um, and so the game continued. Uh, but you know, one thing I do know about the Seminoles is they're going to play a certain way all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, whether the game's close, whether it's a blowout, they're going to play the same way. And that's yeah. one thing I like about them. Uh, they don't have the, I would say, the, you know, four and five star guys, you know, coming in. You know, every recruiter is a five, four or five star. Uh, they just got guys that, you know, that fit the system. Yeah. They do have a five star that's, <laughs> that's pretty good, Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I hope they keep talking about Virginia. I keep hoping they're talking about Duke and North Carolina. And while while we sit back and sleep, while they sleep, sleep on us, uh, let us just come on through like we've been doing the past few years. Y'all keep talking about the other schools, but <laughs> basketball, Coach Ham got them playing. I mean, they, a lot of young guys, but, you know, they're just playing a certain way. And, yeah, you know, we're kind of benefiting from some home cooking. We haven't played on the road yet, but nonetheless, I just like our group. I mean, yeah. they play hard. Well, I, I'll tell you that it, it, you hated to see uh, them win, and 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 you can't you you celebrate the win, but you can't really celebrate it like you want to, especially with this young man now. Uh, reports coming out today that he is really fighting for his life. I mean. Uh, it's just a tough circumstance, and 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 uh, and then to also find out today that uh, the long the 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 thing that he passed out for was COVID related. That he had had COVID over the summer, and as a result of that, he developed something called myo my, my, I can't pronounce it. I, I pronounced it most of the day myocarditis, oh, yes. yeah. and it's the inflammation of the heart, and so. Uh, he is, uh, our thoughts and prayers, obviously, with that young man that he will make a full recovery. Uh, they did say this afternoon, uh, I just saw a checkup on his, uh, his afternoon that he is still in critical, but stable condition, but he is following simple commands. So that's good. Hopefully that means he's moving in the right direction. Uh, but man, just a tough, tough situation to be in. Uh, for the Gators, I, and you, you know that's a rivalry game. You always want to beat your rival, but never under those circumstances. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know that's a, you know that's something that you you never know. Uh, you know there are a lot of people, a lot of guys who um, have had COVID. Yeah, but you never know. And so yeah. that's that's the thing. You know, people keep saying, "Well, COVID, COVID, COVID." Yes, <laughs> there's a lot of guys and ladies. And people, athletes who've had COVID, uh, but they haven't had these th- this issue as we've seen. Right. Uh, and so it's, you know, everyone wants to make it a, a COVID, like, big deal, meaning that it is a big deal. But, I mean, you know, it's like he had COVID and that's the reason why. Yes, that is probably the reason why. But I hope the guy, you know, is able to recover. He may not ever play again. Uh, but I hope he's able to recover uh, from this um, and be able to, you know, tell his story. Yeah, I'm praying so too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's just again, we keep our thoughts and our prayers with him, and 
send them all of our love and everything. Just tough situation. But uh, as we transition, um, a lot of controversial conversation this weekend. Before we get into the review of the games, I do want to dive into, as we talk about the ACC championship game coming up this week, but there's also been a lot of talk about the college football championship this week. And Coach Dabo Sweeney, as well as the SEC as a whole, all talking about Ohio State, should they be allowed in the college football playoff? They only, it appears, now it appears, nothing has been voted on officially, but it appears that Ohio State would only need to beat Northwestern in their championship game and they are probably going to get into the playoffs with only having played a, a little less than half, or a little over half of the games that uh, Notre Dame and possibly Clemson have played and Alabama. Charlie, you, that's fair. Is it six games or five games? It'll be six as of Saturday. Yeah, that's and that, and that was one of the things we kind of talked about at the beginning of the season when the Big Ten and the Pac-12, uh, when they came out with their schedules, you know, whether they were going to be able to get the necessary games uh, in and would, would it be fair. Uh, but we didn't know it was going to be this much of a discrepancy right. when it came to uh, the, the games, the number of games played. Uh, we, we were thinking more like one or two games. Right. This was about five or six games. Uh, because, you know, some of the teams are playing 10, some playing 11, uh, I think, or, or so, I uh, know 10. And so, uh, well, that's some a lot. That's yeah. a lot, probably. That's a lot. Yeah, especially in this day, this this season. And so I, I do believe that there are some other teams that have played more games that should have an opportunity to be in the mix as well. Um, and – you know, right there in the Big Ten. Uh, yeah. You know, Iowa. They, they. I heard heard they were supposed to play. I Ohio State was supposed to play Iowa this week, but the Big Ten scrapped that game to put them in. You know, the championship game. Uh, when we know that Iowa is a very good football team, and possibly could have beaten Ohio State. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. It's it's. You know, we talked about this on the show right before this from the five, and, and I struggle. I'm really struggling to 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 reconcile this Ohio State thing. It is – it's on one end, it's not their fault. It's not oh, their fault. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. It may not be their fault, but the Big Ten could have easily given them some games. That's Schedule around just like everyone else did, ACC – you know, the SEC, you know, all these conferences are moving games around just so they can get those data points as, they, as, they, as they're calling them. Right. To, to, to get them games. They could have moved some of these games uh, so that Ohio State can 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 get an opportunity to play. Uh, and so I just think they're, they may end up biting the bullet uh, for not having enough games, even though they made the concession – to allow them into the championship game with play, with only playing, you know, five games. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that the 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 CFP is going to have a concession, or they shouldn't have a concession, just because they were made, you know, 
they were able to win their hopefully win their uh, their 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 conference championship. But that shouldn't mean that they automatically should get in just because they may have beaten Northwestern in the championship. And I'm not saying Northwestern is not good, but they're not championship worthy. I mean, you know, when it comes to you know what the other teams are doing or the other teams. Um, you know, that, that are buying for that spot. Because let's say North, Northwestern win. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get in. No, they're not going to get in. And they will have the same number of losses as, um, I mean, they will have the same number of losses as Ohio State. But, but let me say this. Northwestern is not going to get in for the same reason Ohio State is going to get in. And that's because there's not going to be a lot of fans. This is now a television show. And the television show has to sell advertising. And Ohio State is a much better sell than Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati, even though those two teams deserve to at least have an opportunity as much as Ohio State did. They played all their games. They won all their games. So they should have an opportunity as much as anybody else in the country. Now, I know what people are going to say who hear this podcast, who are watching this on uh, you know, the noisemaker page or watching this on YouTube, you're saying, well, Coastal Carolina's not as good. They're not. They're probably not. But you, but, but they've won their games, all of their games. Yeah. So how is it fair that Ohio State, who didn't play all of their games, and, it's, and, it's, and when I say it's not their fault, I mean it's not the university's fault, but it is the Big Ten's fault for the right. way they chose to handle this. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. USC's in the same boat. They haven't lost either. Right. And if they can if they I think if they continue to win, then they're gonna be in the same boat. And when we talk about name brands, I mean they're another name brand, even though their games have been close, but they've found a way to win all of their games to this point. Um, and they could be they could be championship worthy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when it comes to it, it comes down to it. But personally, this is the first time uh, I could say that we we have two legitimate ACC. We normally talk about the SEC. Right. Being the team, the, the, the conference that has two legitimate teams that could possibly get into the uh, college football playoffs. But I think this year it could be the ACC. Yeah, uh, that could get two teams in uh, into the playoffs if Clemson beats uh, Notre Dame. Well, I'll say this, and I've been saying it all along: if Notre Dame wins, uh, obviously they're in. If Notre Dame loses, I think they're still in. They should be. Yeah, they should be in. Uh, if Clemson wins, they both should get in. And and I, I there's because there's no two teams. Notre Dame has been there all season long. They've been in the top five all season long. They've right. done nothing to cancel themselves out of that position. And they played an incredibly challenging schedule. So I I think they got to get in. Now Clemson is the X factor. We'll see what happens with them. But I, I'm with you on that. And then I'm with you on USC. If, if USC can somehow finish undefeated, to me they got a stronger case than Ohio State. Yeah. I agree. Maybe stronger. So I, I, I'm with I'm with them on on I'm with you on that. It should just not it should not just be an automatic just because you're trying to sell the television program or this other college football uh, playoffs. The other only other thing that before we get to the games is uh what how you feel about all the ACC teams opting out of bowl season? I mean, it's their prerogative. 
And, uh, you know, I think their, their bowl games opted out of bowl game, you know, as well. So I don't think it's, you know, that much of a big shindig. Yeah, it's not that, yeah. Do, uh, because teams are opting out because, I mean, as we've seen, it's been tough to get guys, get teams uh, on the field each and every week. Yeah. To try to prepare uh, more uh, for a bowl game. Um, I think teams are just like, man, we're just, we just want to move on from this and just go, go to back to some semblance of normalcy yeah. uh, where we don't have to jump through all these hoops each and every week, testing three times a week, then trying to, you know, put a team on the field to, to compete. And they just, I think we just want to move on because this has been a challenging year for a lot of teams. And, and, you know, some, some teams are just like, man, we, we're done. We're yeah. out of here. Yeah. And, and that, honestly, that may be the better decision. Just, just let's just wrap it up. Because the last thing you want to do is go play a bowl game and right in the middle of the bowl game or right before the bowl game, you've had this season. And then all of a sudden, the bowl game is the reason why your right. kids get sick. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just really not worth it. And there's no going to be, not going to be a lot of fans there anyway. So what's the, What's the purpose of it? So I get it. I, 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 I'm not upset at those teams at all. So let's start with the weekend review. Um, Charlie, I got to be honest with you. I I didn't catch this game from the beginning. And when I got in, I watched it from like the second half, in the start of the second half on. I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. I could not believe that – Miami, and even now, as I look at the score of the game, again, and I know the score of the game, but even as I'm staring at it right now, 62 to 26? I thought I was looking at the basketball score. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, Charlie. Well, I, hope, I, hope, I hope that's not a basketball score. <laughs> <laughs> not in ACC anyway. Uh, but – but let's not just look at this the score because the score reflected how both teams played. I was just curious about the the, the Russian numbers. Well, listen, <laughs> how do you how, how do you get that many uh, yards? I, I, that was two. Here's the thing, Charlie. Sam Howell passed for 223 yards. That's it. He was. It was almost like he didn't need to be there because. Carter and Williams combined for 554 yards. What? When, when I saw when I saw the numbers for each player, I was like, uh, are you sure that's <laughs> is that a game? Probably. I was watching it. And I and I and 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 I'm still going, what is happening? I don't understand why they can't tackle like they could Miami. Who has played well all season long? I don't know if this was the disappointment of not being able to compete for an ACC championship or what, but it was like they decided we're done. We're going to wrap this season up early. Three hundred Carter rushed for three hundred and eight yards on twenty-four carries. <laughs> that's uh, that's like two games. I, it was stunning. And then his backup, Williams, who's not as good, 
he only rushed for 236. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for this one. Normally, I have an explanation. Normally, I've watched the game. I can analyze it and say, okay, this happened and that happened. I got nothing. I don't understand what happened. Well, they, they couldn't tackle him. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> uh, but why? I mean, I don't know. I, that was stunning to me. That was stunning to me. And by the way, still had a receiver to catch 167 yards. This, I mean, the the greatest. This was the greatest total in the history of college football. Which you know, that's clear to say when the guy. Two guys rushed for almost 600 yards. Not hard to put that at the top of the list. But I I just, I'm stunned. I am super stunned that this well, is this way. Let's, let's look at it this way. You know, Miami, that was their last game, correct? Uh, yes. And so they were in the ACC championship game, even though they had a very good season. Uh, you know, Nine and two is not a bad year, especially in COVID. I mean, it isn't, but that's an ugly way to lose in the season. I agree. It will be hard to go into the off season that way. Ooh. I definitely agree. However, when you look back at it, I mean, they fought through a lot of adversity. They did. Games won some games that they probably shouldn't have won because of their sure numbers. They will their way, you know, through through a couple of those wins, uh, and so, I mean, you know, you, you definitely don't want to go out that way. No, but, but if you, in totality, overall, I mean, it's a, it's a good bounce back season. At, know, at some point, I agree, Charlie. At some point, um, Miami is going to look back on the season <laughs> and say this wasn't a bad season. But woo. It's gonna, take, it's gonna take probably the next six to eight months to get this taste out of their mouth. Well they need to get it together because they got recruiting they got a signing day coming up but uh I just it that that would be tough as That's a coach, tough, bro as a defensive coordinator as an offense as a defense but it may it may fuel some of those guys to come back. Yeah, that's that's a good point, John. I, I'm just saying, you know, they, that that taste that they have in their mouth may fuel D. Eric. D. Well, to come. I, I was just gonna say to your point, maybe D. Eric says I can't leave this way. I can't leave this way because he did himself. No, and that and by the way, it wasn't that he played horrible. It just was incomplete. It was it was just, you know, he gets lumped in, you know, guilty by association. That defense was just you can't give up almost six hundred yards. You just can't do it. That's just Russian. Russian. They had they had they had almost seven hundred and seven yards. Jesus. Almost eight hundred yards. Total yeah. offense. Total offense. That's crazy. That is crazy. I I I, like I said, I'm stunned. I was stunned watching it. And and let me ask you this question, because you this is a good this is a good question to ask at this point. 
Do you fault North Carolina at all for running it up on them? Because they could have called the dogs off, but they never did. They did not even come close to calling the dogs off. So what do you mean? This is the thing. We've had this debate uh, because uh, I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been on the side where we couldn't stop them. And I've been on the side where, you know, they couldn't stop us. Right. And mainly in basketball. Basketball is where we've had running clocks. Uh, I've had running clock in, on me in football uh, too many times. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is the one thing that you want them to do, which is pass, because if if you can get any kind of, you know, incompletion or anything, you know, before it passes, something that you can you can work around. Right. As long as they're not running go routes. If they're running go routes and you got guys back, that's, you know, you're cool. Right. But the thing is, if you hand the ball off and they're blocking and you can't tackle them, then that's where the game gets sideways because you can't tackle them. And so what do you want them to do? Hand the ball off and and take a knee? And it's still eight minutes left on the clock. And so I'm just a big believer that if, if you're still playing, you need to put people out there that can tackle the, the running back or the quarterback or whomever's running, and then just live with it. But yeah. the worst thing at that time is for them to just hand the ball off because if you can't tackle them, they're going to keep running and scoring touchdowns like they, like they did. Michael Carter actually hit his 200 yards in the third quarter. I'm with you. I don't know what else you want them to do. They're running the ball. They're just running it. They're not trying to throw bombs down the field. They're not trying to – he's just running the ball. So so they're trying to keep the clock moving and maybe get the game over, help you get out with a level of dignity. It ain't their fault you can't stop them. Well, I'm, I'm going to just say this because I know when I played uh, football at Florida State, uh, I mean, there were quite a few games that we chalked up before the game that this is a stat game. According to the film, this is what they're going to give us. It's, it may be easy. And there was one game I got hurt my senior year. Mm. Uh, I got hurt in the Wake Forest game. I uh, had a bruised collarbone. And they set me out against Maryland. And Danny Canal comes in and throws for 500 and like 97 yards. Oh, wow. And I'm sitting sitting there like, oh, man, why can't I be out there for this 597 yards? Right, right. And he gets it, not being selfish, but I'm just saying. Yeah. When you look back at it, that would have been 3,500 yards that I would have had for this season. (laughs) Right, right, right. but but then they got those yards and they they sent me out because we played Notre Dame the next week. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sitting there saying, you know, for these guys, they're like, man, I can break a record. You know, when they're talking about 200 yards in the third quarter, and then he adds another 108 in the fourth or whatever it was. I mean, that's what you start thinking about. Like, man, this is a record <laughs> that I can break, and so. You're not going to take guys out, especially they don't know 
their fate after this game. This right. may be their last game. Well, actually, this may be the running back's last game outside of a bowl game. Yeah. And so they're like, man, let's go out on a – let's go out, you know, with these uh, with these records. Well, one thing for certain, if I'm Michael Carter or if I'm Javante Williams, um, I am um, sending this tape to the NFL – and saying, if you want to know what I'm capable of, just watch this. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I got a chance to I got a chance to see Michael Carter up close in high school. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I played against him uh, two two years, and uh, he was just like that against us. So you weren't surprised by his his his, his uh, performance? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, he was talent in high school. Wow. Uh, so wow. We were hoping they uh, pass. Huh? I said we were hoping they pass instead yeah. of putting them in. <laughs> so you can feel Miami's pain in. You can really yeah. feel their pain. Okay. All right. Um, the battle for the Commonwealth goes to Virginia Tech and, and not even close. Um, really, uh, Virginia Tech led through the first quarter. I mean, Virginia led through the first quarter. And then the bottom fell out in the second. Uh, and it got ugly real fast. Uh, Herbert, see, you want to give Herbert some credit, but I mean, come on. A pedestrian 162 yards. It's like he had an off day or something by comparison to <laughs> what was going on in uh, North Carolina. Uh, but no, Herbert dominated as we, we said he would have to do uh, for them to win. And they got a steady diet of him. Uh, he got the one touchdown. Uh, I think Turner got one. I think Burmeister threw for one. Just, you know, Virginia Tech did what they were capable of doing. Yeah, that, that was a surprise to me. And, uh, there was a couple of surprises, but uh, I don't know if it was a surprise, but it's a robbery game. Yeah. I don't know if I, I mentioned this, but in a robbery game, you really can throw out the how teams are playing at that time. and Absolutely. Records and unless the team is just better than the other team, you know, then the game get lopsided. But I thought Virginia Tech, you know, playing at home, they played inspired football. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't really know because the week before, the quarterbacks were out. Yeah. Uh, they were playing with a third-string guy. They just didn't look, look good. Um, and then for them to come back and play the way they played, you know, it was, it was impressive. Yeah, no, they, they they did the thing. I had to give them a lot of credit. They were they were ready for this one for sure. They were ready for this one for sure. Uh, speaking of being ready, FSU, a very dominant and uh, strong performance. Duke is the great elixir. Whenever you don't feel good about your team or your season, all you gotta do is take a little bit of Duke, and you'll you'll get better quickly. Dominant performance by uh, Florida State. In this I was just grateful that Duke didn't change who they were against Florida State. Uh, but, you know, I thought we played well overall. Defensively, we still struggled, but we gave – put defense in bad situations by turning the football over twice when mm -hmm. we were up 28, I think, nothing. Yeah. 27, we turned over back-to-back -back times. And that was just that's just been our mo, you know, over the past couple of years. 
where we would get a lead and then we would just start turning the football over uh, from an offense standpoint. Yeah. They were able to overcome and overcome those uh, uh, turnovers uh, in the second quarter, I think it was. And um, second half, you know, they got some stops uh, offensively. They put together some plays, uh, made some plays. Uh, but it was good to see some of the young guys. I really like um, Lawrence uh, Toafili. Yeah. LT. LT. Um, Corbin. Ran yeah, big day. Well. Big day. Yeah. And uh, Ja'Kai Douglas uh, played well. He's To me, he still is a running back. Uh, he looks like a running back player. Masquerading as a receiver, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my man. They finally threw my man, my cousin, a bone. I've been trying to get him in the games, trying to get my opportunity. My man, Treshawn Ward. Oh, that, that was your cousin. I guess I should have assumed that was your cousin. Yeah, he's not my cousin, but he he, he is my cousin. Long, long, long distance. We we're yeah. somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. But I've been trying to get him in the games. I've been talking to the coaches. I've been talking to everybody, trying to get my man some 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 touches. Because I know I've seen this kid perform in practice. He's a walk-on. Yeah. He should have a scholarship somewhere. Well, he may have solidified this week. He had two catches, 54 yards, and one of them he took to the house. So um, he may he may have played himself into a scholarship. I hope they give him a scholarship. But if not, I hope someone else will give this man an opportunity because he can play. Yeah, he, he deserves to be on somebody's roster. Playing Division One football, no question about it. Um, last game of the week, or uh, two games, I guess we got two games left. Uh, Pitt finished high against the young, youngsters. Uh, all the lessons that Georgia Tech has learned did what not do them any well. Didn't didn't serve them in any way against Pitt. Were they ready for the season to end? I think so. I think so. I think they were kind of ready for it to be over as well. So um, I don't know, man. It just it just like we've been saying all season. Georgia Tech is just a young team, and they and they got a lot of growing up to do. And and hopefully they will. Uh, but so what about the coach, Coach Collins, giving um uh what's my man uh, Narduzzi? Narduzzi. He came, he came to Cole's show. <laughs> I didn't understand what that was about. Did you get – I even watched after to find out. I said, okay, well, what was the reason? And I don't even know if I still understand the reason. Like, what was that about? Is he just mad? Or what? I don't know. I know. I'm, I'm like, man, just shake – this is the last game. <laughs> just shake man hand. You lost. You don't have to like him, but just be – you know, you lost. He beat you. He just gave the – he gave the no look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a weird moment, wasn't it? It was. That was a very weird moment. Um, he might end up being my who needs a lot of work. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I just, I didn't get why he was so upset. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't see anything in the game that made me think that they did something wrong or it wasn't that they ran it up or anything like that. It just, it just beat you. Yeah. So I don't know. That was a weird moment. Um, I was glad to see my Cardinals end the season on a – Pretty decent high note. Um, they played extremely well. Uh, and maybe the healing can begin. Because 
There's a lot of bitterness. I've, I've heard. I've been hearing a lot of people within the city, within the uh, program. They are not happy with what happened with the whole interviewing for South Carolina thing. Uh-oh. But the players were were not some of those people. The players rallied around their coach, and they played well. They played well. Well, guess what? Do you think his name was Surface for another SEC job that just came open today? I didn't hear that, but I because I've been I've been out and about today, but I'm not surprised. Um, I'm just I'm just asking, and I'm throwing it out there because he didn't they didn't uh, bite on the South Carolina job, right? But Auburn is a different job. Now, not at Auburn's open. That's a different job. Do you think he will? Because I, I'm just saying, if if he had an open ear for, yeah. for one school in yeah. the SEC and then another school who's bigger because what you're going to probably see is they're not going to be able to pay their next head coach a whole lot of money. Right. Because they're paying, you know, $21.7 million, I think it is, to Malzahn. Malzahn. Yeah, yeah. So their next coach is not going to be one that they're going to have to, you know, or try not to pay a lot. Now, Luke Fickle may be another, another name that comes up uh, because at Cincinnati he's been able to do well, and I don't know if that's a good fit for him at Auburn, but you're going to start seeing some different names. But Satterfield, who ended the season on a high note, uh, and he got his players to play for him, I'll tell you what makes what you're saying even worse. He has a great recruiting class coming in for Louisville this year. If he were to jump, every single one of those kids would go to Auburn. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Right? I mean, so he could he could make the jump. And bring in a pre, a top ten class because Louisville's uh, class right now is ranked eleventh, and there's a couple of people that are on the fence that would make it jump into the top ten. If he were to make the jump, he'd be off to a really good start at Auburn. So I I it's the perfect storm, Charlie. It's the perfect storm. Great program, a lot of money. A lot of prestige, great reputation, don't have to pay him a lot. Top tier class probably already in the bank. I, I don't see how he turns that down. I, I, I don't see how he turns that down. Well, I, I, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. It's the, listen, you and I know, you and I know, I feel bad for the kids, but you and I know that's the nature of the game. That is the nature of the game. And I'm, and I'm sorry, but that's Auburn. No disrespect to Louisville. Love Louisville. We'll always love Louisville. But that's Auburn. So what what if what if Satterfield decides he wanna to go to Auburn and Louisville decide they wanna go with Gulf's Malzone? That'd be a great get. That'd be a great get. I'll tell you another one that I like. And they don't they don't have to pay him as much because he's still getting paid at Auburn. Yeah. I, I tell you I like that. I'll tell you another one I like. Oh man, Gus Malzahn in the ACC would be awesome too. By the way, 
But I'll tell you another one I like. I like Kelvin Sampson. Possibly as well. Kelvin Sampson, the basketball coach? Not Kelvin uh, Sampson. I'm sorry. Kelvin, um, Kevin uh, Sumlin. I oh, said Kevin Sumlin. Sumlin. That just left Arizona. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, he, he would be a great kid if they could get him. That would be yeah. a great kid. Switch out coaches. That's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about Kevin Sumlin because he's been – I think he was able to do great things at Houston and Texas A&M. Yeah. And then they kind of gave up on him after winning nine games. I but think I, he is capable. I yeah. think he's capable of being a, a good, solid coach. I just thought – Arizona to, for him was a stretch. Yeah, that was a bad fit. That was a bad fit. Yeah. Because you got to know that area. You got to yeah. know that world. And he doesn't know that world. Yeah. But Louisville, that's a better fit. That uh, To me, Kevin would be more like a Charlie Strong in Louisville. I, 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 I can see that. I don't yeah. agree with that. Yeah, but Gus would be the get. Gus would be the, the, would be the bride. So I'm thinking Louisville is like low-key – if you want to go, you can go. We'll just go get the guy that you're replacing. Yeah, at least at least give him an offer. Right. Right. So um man. Now if now I'll say this, if Louisville could pull that off and get Gus, they could probably keep that class. That's true. They could probably keep that class. So it's an interesting situation, but I, I can't I don't see why Satterfield would turn that down if he was offered it. I just don't see how he could turn it down. That's Auburn. No disrespect to Louisville, but that's Auburn. Yeah. That's Auburn. So, wow. You know, man, the news from Charlie Ward. I love it. I'm, I, those are just hypothetical. Yeah. I have no inside knowledge. I'm just saying, you know, he he was very interested or had at least listened. Well, if he's listening, I'm, but I agree with yeah. you. If he's listening to South Carolina, he's absolutely going to listen to Auburn. And Auburn, it would be in the driver's seat. I, I, I can't imagine he would turn that job down. So, um, who, who you got this week, man, as we play blue? Who, who shined the brightest for you? I guess as if we both don't know who shined the brightest. Um, I mean, there, there are quite a few. Oh, okay. So, which, which way are you going, Charlie? I'm curious now. Well, of course, I got to go with North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, for them to put up 700 yards on a, a pretty good defense, you know, coming in. I mean, they were pretty solid defense. It sure looked like it. Statistically, so put up 528, 38 yards wow. rushing, 223 yeah. yards passing. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with North Carolina. I, I, I'll, I'll even go a step further. North Carolina is my shine the brightest and most surprised me. I did not see that coming. I did not see that. I, I thought, remember, my prediction was Miami would win and it'd be a close game. I thought it would be a very close game. I'm thinking Miami's got something to prove. They want to end on a high note. They get a chance to go to the ACC championship. They're going to break something. My bad. I apologize, <laughs> North Carolina. I underestimated your running game. Apparently, it's a lot better than I thought it was. Well, they they've been dynamic all year, so that that changed. What was they had been six hundred yards dynamic, Charlie? <laughs> Goodness gracious! That was, that was an outlier. I mean, that, that was an outlier. That was definitely the, the one that 
You didn't see it coming. For yeah, sure. I didn't see it coming. So that's why they get my shine the brightest and surprise. Did not see that one coming. Who gets your surprise? Uh, Miami's defense. Miami's defense, yeah. yeah. They, they, they couldn't stop the run, of course, because of the numbers. And that was just opposite of kind of what they've been doing. Not saying they've been a stout defense or you know, run defense, but I know they weren't this bad. Yeah. And so, you know, that was that, that kind of surprised me that at some point in time, it's like you should at least put everybody in the line of scrimmage and fill a gap or something. It's like try to slow it down. But apparently they didn't find a way to get it slowed down. So that surprised me that they weren't able to, you know, man up or bow the neck, as they say, to at least stop the run. Charlie, I never want to see a guy get fired. It's a painful thing to watch. But don't don't you have to at least bring this defensive coordinator in and scold him? I mean, you gotta you gotta at least say, "Bruh, come on." I'm sure he has some. There are some choice words uh, going through the headset at some point in time during the game, and I'm sure there was some conversation, or will be some conversation after uh, Saturday um, in an exit meeting, uh, yeah. just so. You know, like I said, I don't think they were they were that bad all season, but they're focused. And it wasn't just their defense. I mean, they gave up a lot of yards. The offense, mm-hmm. they really weren't able to score, put points on the board, do the necessary things to keep the defense off the field, um, to give them a chance. And so I think it was an overall, you know, but with the, <laughs> you know, that they that they kind of received, but Yes, I'm sure he he will uh, get talked to about working to try to find a better plan, especially against a good running team. But you normally, but but Charlie, you normally don't have to come to the game and try to put up 63 points to win in a football game. Normally, that's not the case. So I'm just saying, I the the defense coordinator got some explaining to do, is what I'm saying. Uh, who needs a little work? A little, just a little bit of work. Um, let's go with Miami since we're on that bandwagon. Uh, not just the defense, but just where are they moving forward? Yeah. Um, you know, the way they lost definitely is a bad taste in your mouth, but where are they? moving forward when it comes to the program, uh, the players, the seniors, are some of them going to, you know, opt out for the draft? Um, are some of them going to come back? Mr. I.E., uh, DJ King. Um, and, you know, what is it, what is his decision? And so it will be interesting to see. I think they need a little work uh, to be able to rebuild their uh, their football team because they brought in some transfers uh, that was very helpful for them this year, and I don't know if those guys are going to stick around. Yeah, because they're very good football players. Yeah, I I would say little work is probably uh, that Georgia Tech, and and it's just a matter of it's it's next. Let's take what we've done this season. And let's build on it for next season. Just as simple as that. We let's try to learn the lessons and build on 
that. Now, for me, who needs a lot of work, I'm going back to the Miami defense. 62 points is a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And I and that there's I don't understand that. I really don't get that. We would have to have a a, a serious come to Jesus meeting to talk about this one. Because I don't I don't get that. Especially looking at the way that they've played all season long. I I I, I they I, got yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with the um uh, the Dukies. They need a lot. Well, they do need a lot of work, but how do they fix it, Charlie? I don't know. Maybe everybody come back. I thought they had some bright spots on on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you know, very much. Uh, Walt, yeah. Uh, who's not a bad player. I think he's a freshman. Um, I mean, I thought they had some some pretty good players. That I mean, they didn't have, they don't have, overall don't have the talent. Yeah. Uh, but I just Coach Cutcliffe, he has his work cut out for sure. Tough gig. Tough gig. That is going to be, you know, one of those jobs where you try to find someone that may be an Ivy League or, you know, someone in that type of realm that know how to do a lot with a little. Well, uh, one of those people could have been defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, Clark Lee, but we have breaking news that he is now headed to Vanderbilt. So the defensive coordinator, Clark Lee, who has coached pretty masterfully this year, uh, I would say that their defense, Notre Dame's defense has been solid all season long. Uh, He is now headed to Vanderbilt. So a similar atmosphere from the one that he is leaving probably has a pretty clear understanding of how to build in that type of program um, a great hire for Vanderbilt. Got to give it to Vanderbilt. Uh, that lure to the SEC is strong, man. That thing is strong. But I, I hope he does well. But man, it's gonna, it's gonna come down to they're gonna have to support. They're gonna have to support the coach. Yeah. And, they're very much so. and, and then Notre Dame, they, they were independent, and now they're in the ACC this year. Hopefully they stay in. Right. But the ACC is different than the SEC. And then playing at Vanderbilt, you're going to be like Duke. Yeah. Notre Dame is a different uh, school, different product, even though they're kind of built the same as far as their makeup, academics first, and then athletics is next. But you're in the SEC, and – James Franklin knew what he was doing. He built yeah. it up, built it up, and he knew that he would he could only go so far. Yeah. He got his resume up and then he, he ended up leaving. Yeah. So I think, you know, the Lee going to Vanderbilt is a great gig, an opportunity for him to become a head coach. However, they're gonna have to support support the man. They're gonna have to uh, he's gonna have to be able to bring in similar type uh, players that they brought in at Notre Dame, um, and I think they can do it. But what you're looking at is Alabama, yeah, <laughs> a, a Florida, 
Yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Um, I think they're on that side, Florida, Georgia. You know, all those school top tier schools uh, that you're having to look at each and every year. I don't know if you're going to get to that level to where you're going to be competitive with those top tier teams. Yeah. It's hard to close the back door at programs like that who are stuck in the middle of conferences like that. I mean, that's the same thing Duke is going through. They can't get over the hump because what it takes to recruit in the midst of these type of teams, you don't have it. You don't have the support to do it. And Vanderbilt, that's their number one thing. That's not what they do. That's they, 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 they just don't have it. They don't have – they're an academic school. That's what they are. Yeah. And I, I just don't uh, – I don't see how – listen, God bless him with for the opportunity. Hope he does well. Rooting for him. Yeah. Tough, tough gig. <laughs> tough, tough gig. Six, seven wins is a great season. And the thing that people fail to realize is the, the schools like Stanford, Duke, Vanderbilt, even Notre Dame, Coach Kelly's done a great job of sustaining that program over the years, but he had some years where they were trying to get him out, you know, yeah. after, you know, six or seven wins. And and so it's hard at these at, at these academic schools to be able to compete. Yeah. And, and you know, the power the power five. Yeah. Uh, because you're gonna have ebbs and flows. You're gonna have unless you can, you're able to get a good group of seniors, uh, and you develop the young players where they don't have to come in, all of them have to come in and play right away. Yeah. Then you'll be able to, you know, have a good season in year two or three. Uh, but right off the jump, you're going to be struggling. And if you're not able to get the right people in, players, coaches, you're going to have a tough time, you know, getting over that hump. And you know what makes it worse, Charlie? You can't really go to JUCO route. Exactly. Yeah, you can't go to JUCO route, so you can't even cheat the process and say, "Let me go get some 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 plug and play." Right. They, they, they're not going to meet the academic standard. Well, now you really don't have to go JUCO. But you can go and find transfer portal. So that's where they're going to have to go. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly there's a, lot of, there's a lot of guys on the transfer portal that meet their needs or standards, but they may have to make sure they get the right guys. Because if you get if you get the wrong ones coming in, they may be strong academically, but if they're not able to perform at a high level, and you thought they were able to perform, you know, uh, or was going to perform a certain way, then now we're back at square one, where you might as well have a freshman, you know, there. Charlie, to that same point, how do you do that now, though? Like in COVID times, you got to really get creative. Like he's going to have to really get super creative. I'm not 100% sure. And no, and I understand the Vanderbilt job and no disrespect to it. But I ain't 100% sure I wouldn't let this one pass me by. One thing I love about uh, the, the defensive coordinator at um, Clemson, he's waiting for the – that guy could have been and had a head coach job. Correct. It seems to be waiting for the right one. And I think that's the way to do it. I, I There's always going to be jobs opening up every year, but yeah. you want the right situation. And, yeah. and I, you know, I think that's, that's the smart play to me. That's the smart play. But I, I've always said this, 
um, not ours, but um, you know Mickey Andrews, who coached, who longtime coach here at Florida State, he was mm -hmm. the coordinator, and I'm sure he could have had plenty of opportunities to be a head coach. Absolutely. Well, he didn't want to. He understood and knew his role on the staff, and Coach Bowden gave him the leeway to do whatever he wanted on the defense, defensive side. So he was almost like a head coach uh, on the defense uh, when it came down to personnel, came down to you know what he wanted to do um, and how he, how he wanted to run practice and those types of things. And so I think um, <clears throat> uh, the D.C. at um, Clemson. Yeah, I forget his name too, but it just totally slipped my mind. I apologize. Yeah. But, uh, you know, why leave Clemson? I mean, you get to do the things that you want to do. Is it Sarkeesian? No, that's uh, the I'm thinking of somebody else. That's OC at uh, Alabama. Alabama, that's right. Um, Venables. Venables. I knew it was one of those weird kind of yeah. long, elongated names. Venables. That's it. Yeah. But, he he is solid at Clemson. He's making uh, two million dollars or yeah. a little bit more. Doing great for him. That is a good gig. Yeah, that's a great. I mean, I mean you could probably make more than that, more money as a head coach, but now you're talking about you know a whole program as opposed to you having your little your little group that you work with and you perfect, and you're still making. A good, 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 good uh, chunk of change. Yeah, and you're not spending a lot because you're in a small town, and you know the cost of living is is very good. Yeah, some people, you know, it's probably best, as you say, to pass on some of these jobs that that you know are maybe dead ends. But I'm just talking from you know a competitor. You're thinking, everyone thinks I can do better or this yeah. is my plan. And I know I can help X, Y, Z, whatever the case, whoever school it may be. Yeah. And that's the thought process. But I've been in that situation before where I felt like, yes, I was able, I, I had a good plan, but the support may not have been 1%, maybe not have been 75%. To where to be able to help me get to the next level, yeah. and I had to do so much just to get to where we were uh, that it was just tough to to win. You yeah. had good players, try to put them in good positions and situations, and get coaches, you know, to buy in. And sometimes it's just tough, you know, just tough, tough, tough situations that you put yourself in. And I see Vanderbilt as a job that. If he wins, he's not going to be there very long. No. If no, he loses, they're not going to give him five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years like they've done Coach Cutcliffe. Right. Uh, you know, at Duke and uh, Coach Shaw at Stanford. Yeah. And they, they've been there quite quite a bit of time. And they were able to have those ebbs and flows when it came to their, uh, their records. Yeah. Uh, and they were able to sustain that. Uh, uh, persevere through that time, but it's in this day and age. I mean, 
they get rid of coaches in the pandemic. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough gig. I, I don't I I I again I probably would have let that one go by personally, but but I get why you did it. Uh again the SEC lure is tough. Uh I think we're gonna find out how tough it is this week. Um with what you talked about earlier. I think we're gonna find out how truly tough it is this week. So uh it's been a great show. We're gonna save our top five for Wednesday because uh, we're going to also give out some awards on Wednesday. We're going to give out the first ever Believe in the ACC final season ending awards. So we're going to crown some coaches of the year and players and all that good stuff. So we'll have some fun on Wednesday slash Thursday uh, for you those listening on the podcast. Uh, but uh, it's going to be an interesting um, it's going to be an interesting offseason, I think, on all of these guys. Um, yeah, Vanderbilt, interesting. Oh, my man, my man, uh, Babers, is he gonna make it? He didn't made it this far. He gotta, he gotta be able to make it. I sure hope so. I really, 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 really hope so. I, I'm, I'm praying that he does. But man, I don't know, man. That <laughs> tough, man. This, this is it's so. They fired your boy Milk Muschamp before the season ended. So he in a in a hard area to, to make it. You're in a hard situation to make it in. So I we'll see. I hope so. I really hope so. He deserves to make it, I think. But well, we thought all of them should make should have made it yeah. year, but now we got like three or four coaches out of work. Already, yeah. And, and we ain't we're not even done with the season yet. So you're right. I it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. Uh matter of fact, let's talk about that more. Let's see if we can make a case for him on Wednesday. Can we do uh, that? Let's see if we can build a case uh, for him to stay for one more year. Just at least one more year. All right, y'all. It's been good, man. I appreciate you, brother. All right. Appreciate you, too. This has been fun. Y'all listening to Believe in the ACC. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed doing it for you. Uh, We'll be back on Wednesday. And, um, yeah, we'll do it all over again. This podcast drops tomorrow at noon. So I hope you're enjoying it today. Uh, We enjoy, like I said, doing it for you. Come back next Wednesday and Thursday for the, our Believe in the ACC Awards podcast. So we should be a lot of fun. So, all right, y'all. Have a good one. All right. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms, and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save